What's going on, everybody? This is Jake Comstock from Cousin Cousins Network. Uh, I'm going to be doing an NFL podcast, so you guys uh, look forward to that. Um, my uh, Twitter handle is at jriotcomstock. It's J-R-I-O-T and the last name Comstock, C-O-M-S-T-O-C-K. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, I pretty much just watched, this, tonight's a Thursday, and I just watched two farm teams of the NFL uh, being the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets go at it. And uh, I don't know if it was such a great game because of how intense and how close it got, or it was just two bad teams going at it, so it made it seem like it was a good game. Um, the thing is that I don't know if it was so much of a of a factor, whether or not it was because it was home field advantage for Cleveland, but the New York Jets offensive line horrible false starts every fucking drive it was ridiculous i swear I, I was seeing flags being uh called before the snap and i was just i was automatically knew what it was and i think i think it was just discipline in general when it comes to the coaching of that um that unit offensively i believe that they were just uh i don't know if their coaches kind of lets them get away with things i don't know but I felt like they could have been able to maintain the game if it wasn't for those penalties. Crazy amount of penalties. Um, I will say uh, Baker Mayfield, wow. That dude, um, even though he only played one half, uh, not only did he get that stadium stadium going, but he also broke the Cleveland Browns' 19-game 19 losing streak. Finally got a win. And uh, I know Cleveland, they're celebrating. They're probably partying in the streets. Uh, probably gonna wake up tomorrow morning with hearing, you know, about uh, all the great news coming from there. Also, maybe bad news. I don't know. Maybe the rights breaking out. You know, structure fires, whatnot. Um, but I will say that Baker Mayfield um, was just just accurate. He seemed calm in the pocket. Uh, he seemed like he was able to kind of dance around too, do some kind of Aaron Rodgers esque kind of plays, kind of extend the plays and. Um, yeah, and it, it, I couldn't really tell who his favorite uh, receiver was because I was seeing Jarvis Landry uh, make a few good plays. That one play where he was able to catch it down to the one, um, that that was an amazing play. Um, you know, and then obviously uh, um, Hyde, Carlos Hyde coming out and scoring two touchdowns, uh, that was great. I was actually playing against somebody who had Carlos Hyde. Luckily, she benched him. And so I was able to start Crowell. He got two touchdowns, but he's only able to get 18 points. So luckily she didn't start Hyde because I would have been down five points. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a that was a great game. I really liked it. I really liked the um, just the kind of showmanship drama, kind of theatrics that Cleveland did when they brought out Baker Mayfield. Everyone got happy. They were shouting Baker before, and uh, they were able to come out. So overall, I enjoyed the game, but I could just see the obvious discrepancies on both sides of the football. Uh, Cleveland, I I think it's just like a weird, toxic kind of mentality they have in that locker room, and they were able to finally show some positivity with a win. So maybe, just maybe, they can kind of keep that going, keep that uh, keep that on a good pace. Um, I will be uh, predicting some of the games uh, right now, but I first actually want to get to uh, some of the uh, 
<laughs> kind of stories that were circling around in the NFL. Uh, one didn't seem that much of a big deal to me, but I thought it was kind of weird how he went out. It was Vontae Davis uh, at halftime. Just called it quits. Just uh, hung up the gloves, hung up the cleats, and um, yeah, he uh, he retired at halftime of a game. Really weird, really uh, kind of uh, inappropriate time. Um, I don't know what's happening with the Bills, um, what what they got going on, but there was something that made him retire. And I know he said he just kind of felt like the time was then. Uh, due to a hit or something, but I just felt like it's, you know, at least play the rest of the game and then maybe say it at the end. I felt like it was, it shouldn't even be that. I feel like in the beginning of the season, you should do that. I mean, I should know, uh, for one, one guy who did that was Eric Decker and I drafted him on my fantasy league. And the next day, the very next day he retired. So I was like, wow, now I got to find somebody else to replace him. Luckily I was able to pick up Deshaun Jackson. No one had faith in him. I think he's going to do some pretty good things, especially with uh, Fitzpatrick. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it was just a weird, weird call just kind of for him to kind of just retire at halftime. I felt it was really inappropriate. I mean, he's kind of gotten to a selfish phase. Obviously, he didn't kind of give a fuck about the rest of the team. And he was like, fuck it, I'm out. You know, see y'all later. And uh, when you're in a professional sport like that where cameras are on you and you know controversy is going to happen, you want to kind of go out in a respected way, not just for you and your team, but also for the fans. And I don't know. I Bills are some pretty passionate fans, so I don't I don't know how they're gonna kind of receive this and kind of go on through that. Um, he was he was a good player, but I don't know if that if that will matter now. But uh, the other thing too, something I was passionate about, as you guys will soon further uh, notice, is that I am a Packers fan. Um, I try to remain unbiased. Uh, I get into a lot of um, arguments online, which is a stupid thing, with other Packers fans because I'm kind of willing to um, admit when where we're wrong and where we have faults. And I agree with Colin Cowherd on some things, and everyone just hates Colin Cowherd and everyone hates Skip Bayless. But I can see their, um, I, I can see where they have issues or qualms with Green Bay. And uh, one of the main, so you'll learn that throughout the podcast. Um, one thing that I saw uh, that was kind of something that I think the league's still learning from is this late hit um, slash roughing the passer uh, new rule. And in a crucial moment for the second time um, in two weeks, Clay Matthews on fourth down. I mean, actually, was it on fourth down? I don't know. But in the fourth quarter, at least. When on a crucial drive, he made a really bad decision and he hit the quarterback late. The one against Mitch Trubisky, I totally understand. He released the ball. His arm was coming down. His arm was at his side. And then he hit him. That's totally stupid. Why the hell would you do that? Uh, you know, luckily, uh, number 53 was able to come through and, you know, uh, Nick Perry was able to make a sack, a uh, strip sack, able to get the ball out, luckily. But still, that was a bad call on, on Matthews. This other one was a little hazy, which was the hit against Kirk Cousins. Um, if if it was ruled uh, legal, it would have been a turnover. Higher Alexander would have been able to get it, um, interception, and wouldn't have been able to kill the drive. So what happened was uh, Kirk Cousins was kind of falling back, and he threw the ball 
right when his arm was at the top at 12 o'clock, that's when Clay Matthews hit him. Now, the ball was released, but the thing is that he kept he, – he still had the motion of, of throwing. And I feel that's kind of a, a bad call. And I feel like if a quarterback – if they're going to call flags for that, all quarterbacks have to do now is just pump fake. Just just pump fake a little bit, and then you'll kind of throw the, the, the rusher, the defensive lineman or linebacker, whoever's blitzing. You're going you're gonna to throw them off. That's all you got to do. And actually, you saw um, Mike Daniels uh, believe that Kirk Cousins threw the ball, and so he stopped running, and then it turns out he kept the ball. And so stuff like that, we're not going to see uh, rushers be as adamant getting to the uh, the quarterback anymore. They're going to be kind of hesitant. Right when that on that fourth second, that's usually around the time when, especially for deep plays, that's when they're going to um, release the ball. They're going to kind of stop a little bit, and I feel that's going to take away from the game. So they should kind of be a little bit more um, lenient in the sense of when they're coming. I, now I under like when when they hit them. Obviously, if the ball's down, like the Anthony Barr hit on Aaron Rodgers, he was outside the pocket. He threw the ball. His the ball was released for like a full second, and then he hit him, and then he put all his weight on on him. I do admit that Clay Matthews did put all his weight or it looked like it could have been all his weight on Kirk Cousins. But the fact is, is that he was still in throwing motion. And that's, like I said, it, all a quarterback has to do is pump fake, and then they'll stop. And it's, oh, okay, now I have to go back at you. By that time, the balls are released a second time. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just a dumb thing. If quarterbacks were smart, they just pump fake the fuck out of the ball, and rushers would just stop in their tracks, you know? Like they stared in the eyes of Medusa or some shit. It's, it's fucking dumb. But, you know, these are the rules. Maybe maybe people will get used. Maybe the defensive uh, coordinators will get used to this and teach different fundamentals. Um, when you learn to tackle, you're supposed to kind of go through the, uh, the, the chest or the uh, stomach area with your shoulder. You're supposed to do that. And I feel like they're going to have to teach something different. I don't know if you have to go up to a quarterback and bear hug them. I don't know what the fuck you have to do, but something is going to have to be done. Um, yeah, because this this call not only what obviously kind of hurt my feelings, of course, but I see that in the what the first week there was an outstanding amount of uh, roughing the passer, uh, necessary roughness plays, and I just feel like I just feel like that's it's just going to be an issue. Flags for flags for that. Um, and also you can't tackle every quarterback the same. I was actually talking to my uncle the other day and, uh, me, he was, this is actually his point. Um, but he was saying that you can't tackle, I don't know, someone like Aaron Rodgers, the same way you could tackle a guy like Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger. Those are some big motherfuckers. You're going to have to put a little bit more force and exert a little bit more energy in order to get these guys. So, I mean, how are they going to tackle them? I feel like for a guy like that, you have to use all your might, you have to use all your weight, and you have to tackle him. But that would be roughing the passer. So it's like, should they even sack those quarterbacks? If you're just a big fucking quarterback, should they draft big, fucking tall quarterbacks now? Just so you know, it'd just be harder for them to uh, take take down. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's just a it's a kind of a I think a thing that they're this year they're gonna see where they had it wrong. They're gonna maybe make some changes. I do believe that obviously. You want to protect players. 
I understand that a lot of these kind of rube, um, old school fans, they were like, well, back in my day, mean Joe Green was able to pile drive motherfuckers. And I, I look, I understand that was back in the days, but now you have the game evolved, not only because of, um, just, uh, play like play making and, um, just coaching ability, but also, I mean, you got players who understand more things about diet, more know more things about um, about weight training. They're gonna be on a just a different level. I guarantee the players nowadays they're gonna be a lot stronger, a lot faster than the players back then. Hands down. I mean, people evolve over time, and the game has evolved. I mean, shit, we remember seeing basketball when they're. <laughs> They're dribbling just, you know, one one hand, no in-between-the-leg stuff, and they pass it, and shoot, that was their whole thing. And then now it's like, you know, in-between-the-legs, go around this guy, alley-oop. You know, it's totally different. So the game of football is going to change too, and it's going to be a lot – a lot of the credit is going to be due to just the bodies of these guys, man, and just what they're able, what they're able to put – as far as force onto another player. So, um, so yeah, I kind of got a little sidetracked, but that's just kind of my, my point there with the whole, um, oh, just, just the, the whole, the whole thing with tackling somebody, like how the fuck are you supposed to do it? So maybe this year they're going to kind of learn some things from it. Um, like I said, uh, the roughing, the passer call, or it was a, uh, unnecessary roughness. I don't know. Um, I was actually talking to uh, another a friend of mine. He was saying that Kirk Cousins was already falling back uh, when he threw it. So that was kind of the reason why it looked like Clay Matthews was able to kind of take him down a little bit easier. But I don't know. Uh, actually, you guys can uh, hit me up and argue with me or agree with me or maybe you know tell me something I don't know, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, so, yeah, uh, but – other than that, though, it was a tie. That's, an, that's another thing, too, is that there's two ties in the first two weeks of this, of this game. And uh, I should have actually looked it up. But I want to say the average drive time is probably going to be around five to six minutes. And over time, they only give you a 10-minute thing. So that's pretty much just two drives for each team. And I, that's kind of like a sudden death kind of thing. And I, I don't feel like that's – I would say a 10-minute – a 10 minute overtime in like the second round but the first round i would say if you are gonna try and make a little bit less time at least 12 minutes um 10 minutes is too short and luckily as a packer fan the the kicker carlson was able to miss two crucial fucking field goals luckily so i was kind of glad with the tie but you know uh the whole the cleveland game and the Pittsburgh game, I was watching that, and um, that's another issue too. Pittsburgh, what the fuck? But anyway, um, you know, I was watching that game, and not only is it just hard to kick field goals at Heinz, but uh, it was just it was really rainy. It was just it was just bad. So I feel like they need to have a little bit more time to kind of work with the ball, kind of uh, do something with it. Um, so it, it's yeah, it's just it's just tough. You know, you're you got players already tired. They just played four quarters. You know, so by the time you get in that that uh, fifth, you know, quarter, pretty much, it's, it's like, all right, you have a, a smaller amount of time to do this now. So hurry up and get out. It. It's just kind of like, 
Fuck it. You're pretty much not even. It's not even about skill at that point. It's just who's the less tired team is gonna is gonna win. So, um, so maybe that is skill. I don't know. But but yeah, I feel like they should kind of change that. The ten minute thing. That's that's dumb. That's not gonna work anywhere. But um, I know this week as far as on my fantasy lineup, I have. Let me get it open real quick. I had a Isaiah Crowell, and he was able to get 18 points according to the ESPN Fantasy. And so I was really happy about that. He had two touchdowns. He had some plays out of the backfield with uh, receiving. But now he only had 34 yards. So I was kind of like, dude, what the fuck, man? You know? And and they kept putting off to Powell the second half. I was like, what? Like, dude, put back in Crowell. But obviously that's going to be uh, a little bit of a, uh, you know, bias. And they lost. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I knew more than the coach. Uh, but I have Deshaun Watson uh, starting. Uh, he's going against the New York Giants. Yeah, you still got to watch out for Jack Rabbit and that de- those de- uh, defensive setups. But I feel like the threat of Watson being a good runner and running around not only outside of the pocket but also running for first downs is going to really make them kind of stay a little bit further down. So maybe that might open up some, uh, some further passing lanes a um, little bit further down the field. So some big plays, hopefully, from Deshaun Watson. Um, also got Jordan Howard uh, starting. Jordan Howard, uh, they're going to, uh, you know, Chicago is going to be going against Arizona. He has to be at Arizona. I feel like Arizona doesn't have the defense that they had once before. That whole team is kind of being um, fucked with right now to kind of, you know, see where they can kind of go on path, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I, I started Jordan Howard. I did take out Marshawn Lynch. I felt like him against Miami. I don't know. Uh, I believe that their play style, uh, as far as Raiders go, I don't know what Gruden's doing, but I feel like they're trying to play, like, old-school football where they're kind of just running a lot, short plays, slant patterns, button routes. It's uh, kind of just to kill the clock rather than make some exciting big plays. I don't really see it that much. I saw some big plays against the Rams, and that was just to Jared Cook. And to be honest, that was yards after the catch. It wasn't even like a big play downfield. They caught it, and then awesome. It was a play only eight yards. It was supposed to be an eight-yard play, and then he was able to make it into something like huge. So it's I don't know what Raiders are doing. And um, defensively, I mean – Shit, they're really not able to have any playmakers. I mean, they did have a playmaker. What the fuck is his name? Uh, oh, yeah, Khalil fucking Mack. And you got fucking rid of him. That was the one guy that could have made some plays, made you know, made some turnovers, helped cause some turnovers. And I don't know what fucking Raiders are doing. I don't. I, I really don't know. I don't know if they're kind of going to take it out this year and it's like, all right, we're going to rebuild. Um, I felt like they kind of had a solid team last year. I know my family who are Broncos fans are going to hate me saying that, but they had a pretty solid game last year. They just needed that, something a little bit over the edge. I felt like bringing in John Gruden, who was a little bit better of a play caller, when they've been able to kind of see that and kind of go a little bit further with it. But kind of seems it went the opposite. He's kind of slowing the team down a little bit. I don't know. Um, I have Jared uh, Goff sitting down. They're going against the Chargers. Um, I feel like with Casey Hayward, also uh, – Couple of, like just the the whole defensive front for um, especially with Bosa, um, they're going to cause some pressure. And the one thing about Jared Goff, I noticed that under pressure, he makes some really shitty throws, or you kind of you can see the pressure getting to him. Um, so I mean, if if I had uh, Todd Gurley, I'd definitely start him. So if all I mean, 
let's just be honest. When is it a bad time to start uh, Todd Gurley? That dude's going to fucking come out of the backfield, create some amazing plays, uh, either receiving or he's going to be able to find a, just a small sliver of hope in a gap, and he's able to make something out of it. So if you guys have Todd Gurley, definitely go with him. Jared Goff, I don't really have faith in um, kind of doing that. Um, but I, I, as far as my receivers go, one I'm a little, I'm a little bit, um, I was a little bit hesitant on until I saw Ben Roethlisberger kind of come out and defend him, which shows that there's going to be a good companionship between them. But Antonio Brown, and they're going to be at Tampa, and they're going to need him and Juju Smith as much as possible because you know the mentality of Tampa Bay is going to be throwing it downfield, and Steelers fucking defense is just trash, man. Uh, so I feel like they're going to have to. They're going to have. To, it's going to be a shootout. And they're definitely going to need Antonio Brown to step up, be on his A game, be positive. And I feel like Juju Smith's going to, you know, step up. He's been actually having a really good year. I think he's been doing a lot better than Antonio Brown. Um, too bad I didn't get him. I just actually Antonio Brown was my first pick. So maybe I should have switched that up, but whatever. Um, Tyreek Hill uh, going against San Francisco. So they're probably going to have him double covered, probably a safety, and then probably Sherman on him. Um, I feel like Sherman's slowing down a little bit. I don't know if that's going to be the matchup. But Tyreek Hill, they're going to have to have someone above him. If they don't have someone covering up up top above him, he's going to beat you. All the quarterback, all Mahomes has to do is just throw it a little bit further, and you know Tyreek Hill's going to get it. Or you're going to have to cover down because he's going to catch it and he's just going to outrun you and have amazing yards after the catch. So he's he's a wild card because of how he plays and how fucking fast he is. So um, I have him because I don't know if San Francisco is going to be able to be smart enough to contain him. Um, Patrick Mahomes is doing an awesome, amazing job right now. He's accurate as hell. He's kind of scaring me because I'm like, dude, you're not supposed to be accurate this this far. You know, kind of wait a couple years, then you could be a beast. Like, he's coming out a little too soon. But, hey, all credit to him. Um, I have uh, Jordan Reed playing it was i was kind of in between jordan reed and uh jesse james uh from pittsburgh being my tight end uh i felt like jordan reed yes going against green bay green bay has a really weak um linebacker slot especially now that jake ryan's out yes they have blake martinez blake martinez is more of like a run stopper he's not so much uh, as good as in the um kind of covering re- receivers or especially tight ends so if they play the tight end closer to the slot like on off the actual offensive line slot, they're gonna have a linebacker covering him. I feel like that he's gonna do well. Um, I mean Rudolph did well um, against uh, against Green Bay. Uh, made some crucial catches and made some really uh, really big plays against Green Bay. So I feel like that that spot that matchup wherever it may be is just it's gonna be kind of weak. So yes, that is my discrepancy with Green Bay weak middle linebackers. Um, we haven't been able to stop the run as we did like two years ago. So Jordan Reed, I could see uh, kind of coming through Deshaun Jackson, uh, against Pitt. Like I said, it's going to be a shootout, um, with them, uh, just because of how weak both defenses are, but also just, uh, how amazing the, the receiver core is. And Deshaun Jackson's a fast motherfucker. So I'm, if you see, I'm kind of going with speed this week. Uh, Deshaun Jackson still has it. Uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll kind of step up. I have 
luckily I was able to uh, draft the first defense, and I went off of points, and yet they haven't actually disappointed me. I went with Jacksonville uh, defense against Tennessee, against an injured or possibly even out uh, Mariota, and uh, no Delaney Walker. They don't have the run game as they once had, so I feel like uh, I feel like it's going to be kind of an, uh, an easy cinch. I mean, if they are going to throw it, down, I feel like they're going to make some mistakes, and Jacksonville's defense is going to be really opportunistic, especially especially with Jalen Ramsey, and they're going to get some uh, some picks. I say at least two picks. Shall I even say maybe a, a pick six? I don't know. I might be a little reaching there, but hey, whatever. Um, then I have Graham Gano. Uh, it's either between Graham Gano and Mason Crosby. Uh, I remember Aaron Rodgers kind of getting mad a little bit last week, saying you can't be making uh, field goals against a team like this, you know, in the red zone all the time. So I feel like he's going to try his hardest, and he's going to kind of come through to uh, to to defeat that. So I want Graham Gano. Um, hopefully, he makes some uh, some awesome uh, long yardage kicks, and hopefully, even like a kind of a game winning kick. We'll see. But uh, as far as my predictions for the week, um, Saints-Falcons. Saints actually have a uh, slightly better offense, horrible-ass defense. They have really great passing, but they're the worst as far as rushing goes. And um, the 32nd with rushing and Falcons are ninth. So I feel like an overall kind of good team would be the Falcons. Uh, Saints, I mean, yeah, they're going to – have some crazy amazing uh down the field plays but i feel like falcons are gonna kind of walk away with that one uh broncos ravens uh broncos actually been playing good von miller leads the league with uh with sacks um he's uh keenum's also been on a from what it says a sixth uh, straight win or he's looking for a sixth straight win so i like that momentum uh ravens joe flacco i think is like the new jay cutler of the nfl he just looks beat he just looks tired doesn't look motivated um so and they have this weird pattern that they have him and uh uh, jackson kind of doing these weird plays and i don't see how that's working at all um so i mean i don't know Uh, i feel like broncos are gonna walk away with uh, i wouldn't say walk away but they're gonna uh, come out victorious in that one uh Bengals panthers uh that one's gonna be good that's going to be actually probably one of the games I'm going to watch on NFL, uh, you know, uh, Sunday ticket. Shout out to DirecTV slash AT&T, where the fuck you are now. But um, Bengals uh, looking great. Uh, I believe Dalton's just kind of on a, a nice a nice streak now. He's, like, being really consistent. He's being really contained himself. Uh, their defense uh, slightly, slightly uh, I mean – it's like they they need some they need definitely some work right now. Panthers actually beat them out in the uh, as far as defense goes. Uh, they're twelfth to twenty sixth place. Um, they're rushing for the Panthers a lot better. Actually, overall, uh, Panthers except for their passing is going to be better. But I feel like the teams that Cincinnati's gone up against uh, compared to Panthers, I feel like Cincinnati could win with this one. It's going to be a close game. I say Cincinnati. Um, Giants, Texans, two zero and two teams. Uh, someone's gonna have to get their first win. That offensive line for Giants. I don't know if I don't want to give credit to Dallas Cowboys defensive line just yet, but there's def- definitely some work that needs to be done on the offensive line for uh, Giants. And maybe they're kind of a little bit too uh, predictable 
especially Eli Manning. But when you have a guy like Saquon Barkley and probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr., you need to fucking have some. You need to have some amazing plays, and they're not really coming through. Um, they're kind of playing the safe route too, like almost like a John Gruden kind of play calling. Like really, just you know, let's a little nip, nip, you know, uh, five yard slants and you know button button routes, you know, kind of things like that. Nothing, nothing really major. Some screen plays, like it's not really happening. Uh, but like I said, I do have uh, Texans. I do have uh, Deshaun Watson starting. I think he's going to be pretty good. He's going to really cause that uh, defense to you know some havoc. So uh, I'm going to go with Texans actually on that one, uh, beating out Giants. Um, I feel like it's going to be maybe about like a touchdown or 10 points for that one. Then uh, Titans, Jaguars. Shall I even explain it? Titans just aren't looking good. They have a lot of people missing. Um, Jaguars defense is looking unstoppable. Blake Bortles is looking like an elite quarterback. Yes, I did not edit that. Blake Bortles is looking like an elite quarterback. That offensive coordinator is able to find, I even tweeted it, able to find their strengths and he's working to it um so they're they're doing uh really really great um titans are just like last on all the leaderboards except for rushing their 16th but jaguars it's 11th uh overall offense sixth overall defense 14th um for uh passing and 10th for rushing so uh yeah i I feel like uh jaguars are gonna come away with a big win over that shall i even say a? well would it be a shutout nah probably a blowout though but yeah 49ers chiefs um 49ers still have a lot of uh work i like uh breda um he's able to really create havoc for defenses but um chiefs are oh is it chiefs are playing at home so yeah chiefs are playing at home that stadium's a really tough tough crowd um, so that's actually one of the only like factors I'm going to be going with. Um, chiefs have a little bit better record, uh, except for, uh, defense. They're uh, 32nd for defense, but, um, their offense, their passing and their rushing seem to all be on a good, good track. Like I said, I got Tyreek Hill. Um, he's going to be making some, uh, some big plays hopefully. So, uh, I say chiefs for that one. Raiders, Dolphins. Dolphins have been looking pretty good, and that's a weird thing to say. Um, Dolphins need some work as far as on like third downs and making sure that the third downs aren't that um, that huge. But other than that, I don't know. I feel like John Gruden kind of learned from his mistakes right now. So I might I might say that's an upset. I'm gonna say Oakland is actually gonna come out, and uh, Derek Carr is gonna unleash and. Yeah, we're gonna um, see a really good, really good game. Uh, I do have Marshawn Lynch sitting. I just think that uh, Derek Carr is gonna be the star of that game. So uh, Oakland's gonna take that one. And uh, Bills Vikings, uh, Vi- Vikings. I'm a Packers fan. I know they're gonna be like, "Oh, you said that so easily," but Vikings are looking really good. Kirk Cousins um, was looking really great as far as a. Uh, um, Start, as far as throwing, making really huge plays, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, such a great wide receiver core. So, uh, yeah, they're they're going to beat them, and they're playing at home. Uh, Colts, Eagles. Eagles not the same same uh, team as last year, but uh, Wentz is going to be uh, starting. And I was kind of hesitant to maybe start Aguilar, but Wentz's favorite target is going to be Ertz. 
Um, so I'm going to say, uh, and then Colts, Andrew Luck is looking like Andrew Luck. He's making some good plays. We can still tell that he was out for a while and it, it shows. Uh, so I'm going to kind of go to the paper here. I'm, I'm saying Eagles, but, uh, they're kind of actually neck and neck as far as offense goes, 23rd and 24th. Uh, their defense, the Colts actually have a way better defense. Um, their passing, not so good, and their rushing is not so good. But the thing is that that was also with a Nick Foles team. So with Wentz coming back, I feel like he's going to shake things up. I say uh, Philadelphia is going to win that one. And uh, let me see. Packers, Redskins. Um, obviously, I'm going to have my bias. I'm going to hope. Packers win. Um, Redskins have the number one defense uh, right now. Ours is not looking so good. We do have an opportuni- opportunistic defense. We've been creating a lot more turnovers, a lot more interceptions. Our corners have been on point. Um, and then all uh, it just depends really on how Aaron Rodgers is feeling. Um, on paper, Redskins should take it. But uh, we also got Aaron Jones coming back in. Aaron Jones is a really good one-cut kind of speed back. So I'm hoping that um, he's going to be able to alleviate some pressure off of Rodgers and then have a one-two punch. Actually, a one-two-three punch with Montgomery and uh, Williams. So I'm hoping that uh, Packers are able to get through with that, uh, make Aaron Rodgers only throw like 20 passes. When Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw 30 or more, that's, that's going to be bad. So if he keeps it minimal, they rely on running game. Throw some screens. You guys were throwing fucking screens all last year with fucking Hundley. Throw a little bit. Of, throw some screens. You'll, I guarantee you'll get some uh, some good uh, yards off of it. Especially if it's a wide receiver screen with Randall Cobb, you should be good. So obviously my bias is going to be there. I say Green Bay. Um, it's going to be at Redskins. I mean, we might fold under the pressure. So I'll give him that. Uh, Chargers Rams. I'm going to say Rams. Uh, Chargers aren't the team that everyone was expecting them to be this year. Um, I actually haven't really seen so much uh, Los Angeles uh, Chargers uh, games, so I can't really make a good uh, prediction. But on paper, uh, Rams, they have a better defense. Uh, Chargers have a better offense. Uh, Chargers also have a better rushing attack and a better um, overall offense. So... Uh, so yeah, hope, hopefully, uh, maybe a uh, charge to come through, but I feel like Chargers also have been playing some squares. So, uh, Rams, I feel like they're going to, they're going to do pretty well. Hopefully all that money and all that, you know, shit they did in free agency is going to add up. So, um, Bears, Cardinals, I, I'm going to say Bears as much as I hate it. Bears are uh, looking really good as far as offensively. Their running backs are doing well with Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Mitch Trubisky, he's a good quarterback. There's some open targets that he's fucking missing, or he's he's not being smart, but I feel like they're going to be able to have a little bit an easier time with that considering how, how beat up and just how Arizona is still in the rebuilding process. So, you know, Bears are going to kind of run over them. Cowboys, Seahawks, hate for me saying this too, but Cowboys defense is looking pretty good. Um, Ezekiel Elliott isn't looking like the dominant force he was. Dak Prescott is still not an elite quarterback, but he's able to make some crucial throws when when needed. Um, so I'm going to say uh, Cowboys. Yes, they're playing at uh, Seahawks, and that stadium is 
you know, the 12th man. But, um, yeah, I just feel like Seahawks are, are their, their offensive line is not going to come through. They're going to be making some uh, – Russell Wilson's going to have to run out of the pocket a lot. He's going to have to throw off his, his back foot. He's going to have to throw off um, the wrong foot. You know, he's not going to be able to plan himself. He's going to make some horrible throws. Uh, his receivers haven't been stepping up either, so I, I feel like the Cowboys are going to take that one. They're going to run down the clock. They're going to play the clock right, and, yeah. Um, Patriots, Lions, that's obviously the whole con- – not controversy, but the whole story is going to be about um, – blanking out his name, but uh, – oh, Matt Patricia. He's going to be, um, you know, him facing Bilicek you know they're how they used to be assistant to the assistant and maybe the assistant might come out it's not gonna happen patriots are gonna be able to uh take that one with ease yes they're gonna be at detroit but detroit doesn't have that that presence there they're all defeated anyway i mean have you seen that city but um uh oh yeah and then the steelers uh buccaneers game like I said, that's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a good Monday night game. If there's going to be any team to play that week for the primetime position on Monday night, that would be two great teams. Um, Steelers, obviously, they're kind of going through some troubles, um, not only because of the whole Le'Veon Bell issue, but now Antonio Brown. They're just they're struggling right now. Ben Roethlisberger isn't as an elite quarterback as he is, even though he is doing pretty well as far as passing. But it's just he's actually second in the league with passing, but um and and buccaneers are actually first so that's like i said it's gonna be a shootout um i really like connor uh the running back for steelers their backup he's kind of doing the same thing so maybe it's kind of looking like okay well, was Le'Veon bell that good or was it just because of the how the plays were set up that made him look that good i don't know but connor's able to kind of keep up with the same amount of numbers he's doing a really great job also he had that mentor so um, defenses actually Buccaneers have, like I said, a worse, worse defense. Um, they're 20, they're, uh, Steelers are 23rd, Buccaneers 29th. So I feel like, uh, Pittsburgh could actually come out with a win. They're going to be one, one and one. They're going to be just like the Cleveland Browns. And, um, yeah, they're going to, they're going to come by just like a couple points. They might make a two-point conversion. That's how they're going to beat it. Other than that, it's not going to be anything big. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are those are my predictions uh, for the week. I really hope that uh, uh, obviously my team, Green Bay, is going to come through, alleviate some pressure off Rodgers with the running game. We'll see. Um, I really hope, too, that uh, um, obviously Jacksonville's defense, I really hope that they come through. They – Really, they're just a really dominant defense, and they're showing they're able to not only provide pressure on a quarterback, but the reason why they're getting that pressure is because of their, their shutdown corners, man. Especially with Jalen Ramsey, like that dude's awesome. But um, but yeah. So I mean, anyway, we're gonna um, we're gonna call it from here. But I will be actually coming back uh, next week. Uh, I'm gonna try to come back a little bit earlier so I can predict the Thursday game. I was a little bit late this week, but I'm gonna make sure to uh, be on top of that for you guys. So uh, do look forward to the next one. Like I said, if you guys want to hit me up and uh, call me out on my shit or have a discussion or, I don't know, just say what's up, uh, hit me up on Twitter and or Instagram at jriotcomstock. Again, at jriotcomstock. So it was a good one. And until next week, I will see you.